0: Hello and welcome to Keeping Up Appearances, the luxury podcast and the second installment of our Sea Fever Analysis. This is the companion podcast for exploring the world of Hyacinth Bouquet in Keeping Up Appearances. We're halfway through discussing the best episode of the hit BBC sitcom where Hyacinth and Richard enjoy a luxury cruise on board the QE2. My name's Jonathan Vernon-Smith and with me,
1: guarding me from the Danes, is William Hanson. Hello, we're here because, as you know, we absolutely love Hyacinth and her world and keeping up appearances and we want you to all enjoy it as much as we do. And, as Jonathan says, we're currently sitting on board the actual QE2, just Inches away from the Queen's Grill, which was named after Queen Elizabeth II, not us. And the ship is now permanently moored in Dubai. Uh, and you too can enjoy your own q 2 experience, just like Hyacinth, Richard and, well, a few others. But we'll get onto that in a moment. Usually, in each
0: episode of this luxury podcast, William and I will take you through an episode of Keeping Up Appearances delving deep into the world of the bouquets. But as William said, we're currently midway through talking about the 1993 Christmas special Sea Fever. Before we continue, let's just have a little recap to discuss where we find our
1: favourites. So they have left Wayney Elm. Bit of business at Wainy Elm we had in the first half of the episode. Uh, Liz and Emmett have waved them off at the Southampton docks. But before all of that happened, Hyacinth and Richard got stuck in a field, <laughs> stuck in a ford, all sorts of Covered stuff, in mud. Covered in mud, traffic mm. jams, caught at a level crossing. Yeah. Lots of things went wrong for them. They missed the ship at Southampton. They have flown uh, to Copenhagen. And they woke up having sort of taken a little bit of a nap at Copenhagen before the ship arrived. The ship was on the other side. We don't see them cross the docks. We just assume they they successfully did that. They didn't walk on water, and we find them now. in this and it is it's a lovely halfway point in the episode. So it was wonderful to do this over two episodes. They then arrive into their cabin on board the QE2, and it was run by Cunard as it was then, not as it is now by a Cor.
0: And as they arrive in the cabin, Hyacinth checks it all out and she says oh yes this will do this will do very nicely and she tells richard he must take a photo to send to all of their
1: friends yes which which i guess you would do now you'd still do that you, you just would. and your friends would see it sooner because you've got instagram she says luxury at last <laughs> after that horrible journey a little bit of luxury much yes. needed luxury all been worthwhile and <laughs> I don't know how they've afforded that because they've also you know this series 4 was a spendy series for the bouquets because they also got a place in the country they did and now they're on a quality cruise yes Richard only worked for the council
0: yeah but the council pays very well oh does it yes working for a local authority very often pays well
1: oh okay Mm. well well, we're clearly in the wrong jobs (laughs) oh where's (laughs) Milan it's in
0: the capable hands of a team of porters. As they arrive, she tells Richard he must go and apologise to the captain for them being late.
1: Yes, find some sailor people, as <laughs> <laughs> she says, which is lovely. And also work out, this is very important, uh, where are the first-class lifeboats? Because in the event of an emergency, she takes to, to stumble into a second-class lifeboat. That's right. Which of course, I don't know what a first-class lifeboat. There probably was, probably back in the day of Titanic, I think you did have... First-class lifeboats. No, really? Yeah. I don't quite know what Different
0: sh- classes of life, life rescue.
1: Yes. Dear, oh, dear. Oh, it's pretty grim, isn't yeah, it, it is. to think of it? Mm. Um, however, talking of the lifeboats, now in, in the ship's current life at uh, in Dubai, the lifeboats are gone. They've gone. We, you you we searched
0: them. for them, didn't we? We did. Mm. I wanted to check them for stowaways.
1: I think uh, they used to be, because I, I came on board the ship in 2019 when I was in Dubai for work, and there was a lifeboat somewhere near the car park. But actually the, the car park area seems to have been redone a little bit since I was last here. Because oh. obviously they're continuing to make improvements to, to the ship to sort of restore it, as they still are now. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know whether there is one somewhere that we could maybe go and find.
0: It's a very uh, impressive entrance when you arrive, isn't there?
1: Yes. So
0: you kind of come through the bit on the, on the land where you yep. check in and they've got various bits of memorabilia from the ship and then you you actually go up in a lift and then cross the bridge yes. in order to
1: get on board and there's like a circular oh that's lovely seating area yeah which and we, were, we never saw in the episode but it is nice
0: william was quite young in the 90s well you are a toddler yes i was a bit older and parts of this hotel now this ship mm. they smell like the 1990s yes there is still a smell of the
1: 1990s and we we mean that in a nice way yes there is
0: it. It brings back a lot of memories. Yeah,
1: it's really nice. It takes you back to mm-hmm. your first years working. <laughs> Certain,
0: certainly <laughs> does. Oh, where are your binoculars? Anyway, they then appear from the room, don't they? They're gone. Yes, on.
1: and uh, and that uh, we do know that the the cabin that Hyacinth and Richard in was recreated at Television Centre. So that is Television Centre, although apparently was representative of a cabin of that class. On the ship at the time but mm-hmm. they recreated it uh, and you can always tell in the quality of the cameras and the way it's lit in, in terms of the differences but then the corridor is the actual corridor later on we're going to find that particular room aren't we? we are we're going yes. to have we've, a recce it ends with 108 uh, or the one next to it ends 108. You can see the door plaques. And the door plaques are basically the same. Mm. So we just need to f- find that. And we'll try and recreate this very scene that happens next. <laughs> She's uh, very
0: disappointed Richard hasn't appeared from the room with his binoculars. So she makes him go back in and fetch them.
1: Yes, because it gives a more semen-like impression. <laughs> 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 what's wrong with that? Uh, Try to look like a descendant of Sir Francis Francis Drake. Yes. I've always thought you looked like Sir Francis Drake. Now,
0: it's from this moment that we we begin the whole process of Hyacinth changing her outfit numerous times. Because while Richard's gone in to fetch his binoculars, Hmm. a couple of ladies walk past. They're looking quite casual. Yes. And Hyacinth looks them up and down...
1: And then decides that she needs to go back in and change her outfit. And she, she is quite formally dressed. She is. Yes. I think she she is very much... And again, oh, I guess it goes back to that handpicked from Debrett Brett thing. She maybe is thinking that the boat... She's sort of 50 years too late. Yes. Really.
0: But what's peculiar is when she then appears with her
1: next outfit... It's even more formal than the first outfit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've never thought, yes, I've never <laughs> thought of that. And um, she, uh, Richard, while she's changing, Richard says that he's going to go upstairs uh, and he gets the term wrong and is corrected by his wife and it's very much meant to be, it's not upstairs, on, on deck. deck. Now at this point, Jonathan, I thought I would see if you're any good with your nautical terms
0: Well, I think we both know the answer to that already.
1: Well, I think you might be better than you actually think. <laughs> Are you sure? Uh, you've been on board the QE2 here in Dubai for a couple of I've never lived anywhere near the sea. No true. True. That's my excuse. If I said to you able seaman, do you know what that means? <laughs>
0: I've got a few ideas but yes. I'm presuming the context you're you're discussing yeah, the uh, proper context. It means um it means a a sailor that is uh you know fit and well for his work.
1: It's a merchant seaman qualified to perform all routine duties on a vessel. Oh, how lovely. So was
0: I was that right or not? Mm-hmm. Not really.
1: Okay, next one. Baggy wrinkle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're finding this funny. These are nautical terms. (laughs) A baggy wrinkle. It's a soft covering (laughs) (laughs) for for rigging that reduces sail chafing. (laughs) Oh dear. Uh, this this one's not. Uh, this one's perfectly normal. Binnacle list. Binnacle list. Binnacle list. Mm, now, that rings a bell, but I don't know what it is. It's the ship's sick list, basically. Oh. So if you were unwell and you were an officer on a ship, you oh. would find yourself on the Binnacle list, meaning you're off duty right. because you're ill, Okay, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, futtocks. Ha <laughs> ha!
0: To you too. <laughs> <laughs> no idea what fascics
1: are. It's the parts of a ship's frame that continue the structure above the floors. <laughs> Gosh, we've seen some lovely fascics whilst we're <laughs> we here. We have. Yes.
0: You've really done your homework for this little feature, haven't you? <laughs> Bombay
1: runner. <laughs> Know, it's, what is a bomb- it's a large cockroach. <laughs> <laughs> What's that got to do with a ship? Well, they might have cockroaches in it. It's <laughs> a Bombay runner. Yeah. And the last one, yeah. a growler. <laughs> don't know why I'm finding these funny. It's yeah. a small iceberg visible above the surface of the water. Oh, dear. Thankfully, we have seen no growlers on this trip. <laughs> Certainly not a growler to be seen. No. Oh. Well, that was lovely. Good. I Highly educational.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: so, oh, just take a minute
0: And this is where we shall be dining at the captain's table this evening
1: On the tour of the ship
0: They're going to find the captain
1: Yes, and they go through the dining room One of the dining rooms
0: mm.
1: And that's very much the first class, as she would say The first class, yeah uh, Dining room, and that mm. is where they'll be dining mm-hmm. At the captain's table. Now, again, I don't know how it worked in the days of Cunard, or even how it works still on on the, the ships Cunard have now, in terms of who gets invited onto the captain's table. Um, even the ca- whether, whether the captain can be bothered to eat with everyone ev- every night, because there's a lot of lot of food. But she just automatically assumes that they'll be on it. Yeah. There's there's no guarantee in the ticket. She just assumes because of her fame, mm. she'll she'll be on it, and, and the fact that she has invited him. To a candlelight supper. Yes. Um, but but God bless her. Now, that restaurant there, I don't know what they called it at the time, sadly is no longer no. on the ship. It's now a conference centre. Yes,
0: business centre. Yeah.
1: So if you, yeah. Do, if you want to hire an office or have an office on the QE2, you can, which is lovely. Duke's, it's called. Spelt differently. Yes. But Duke's.
0: Mm. So they go out onto the deck, mm. and they're looking for the captain, but a member of staff stops them getting too close. This is for yes. start crew
1: only. And we're going to recreate that scene again later, hopefully. We certainly are. And, uh, yeah, then they're back in their cabin, and yeah. Hyacinth's mind sort of spirals. Yeah. Well, where's the captain? Yeah, she's worried they've lost the captain. Because they left her behind. Exactly. So anything could have happened. Uh, so, yeah, she's she's getting very worried. We then cut to somewhere on the ship, coming out from the engine room, presumably. Yes, we see Onslow and Daisy. The
0: first sighting of Onslow and Daisy, and it's that, that's the first moment we get confirmation that they are on
1: board. Yes, and they're with Tony, the ship's officer. They are. Who's shown them around. He's being very patient with yes. them and clearly is probably thinking, who are these people?
0: And they very quickly establish the fact that they've won a competition and that's how they are on board the QE2. Yes. Because otherwise you'd be thinking, well, how on earth could they have afforded that? And what was rather interesting, in the um, Harold Snowed book, It's Bouquet, Not Bucket, mm. He says that, originally, Roy Clark had come up with the storyline that um, Violet and Bruce had paid for Onslow and Daisy to go on board. Yeah. Um, and he felt that them winning a competition... And it was Hyacinth was, and it was higher than Richard that had won the competition. It, exactly. Mm. And in actual fact, he said, no, I think it, it would be a better storyline. So, again, he changed it. There's a lot of tension, it would appear... Yeah. Between Harold Snowd and Roy Clark, particularly
1: and, as the whole series progresses. Uh, yeah,
0: he uh, Harold Snowd clearly just thought a lot of Roy Clark's ideas were rubbish, mm. and he just changed them. And he yeah. changed them; it would appear without even telling Roy Clark. And then they made an excuse for it later. I wonder whether Roy Clark has ever read Harold Snowd's book, because if he has, I would imagine he was hopping mad.
1: Mm. Yes, question that. Who knows? <laughs> one day we may get to ask. Maybe. Yeah. You never know. So, yes, and Daisy has this lovely naive innocence about the ship and the engine room being so clean, they must have a nice daily help. Yeah. Obviously, it's. I think it's It's the people that run the engine room cleaners as well. You don't have separate cleaners that come in for it because you wouldn't want a cleaner, you know, polishing the wrong thing and sort of kicking and killing the engine. That's right. Yeah, which is which is lovely. I
0: need your advice, Richard!
1: Back in Hyacinth and Richard's cabin, Hyacinth is changing again. Mm-hmm. Richard's being made to close his eyes. Even though Hyacinth is... Uh, also changing in a, in a sort of a secure or a, a hidden wardrobe. So he's, and also, a bit, you know. but again, maybe that's Hyacinth and Richard's relationship that she, she likes to keep the mystery and doesn't want to sort of undress in front of her husband, which yes. is, again, is very Victorian or Edwardian.
0: Onslow and Daisy are continuing with their tour by the ship's officer. Um, and Onslow says he'd quite like to see a lifeboat. Yeah. So off they go to the lifeboat. And this is very, very important.
1: Yeah, do you think wanting to see a lifeboat is a bit... I don't know, is it a bit morbid?
0: Yeah, it's, it's weird. I've always wanted to see the inside of a lifeboat, he says.
1: Because, I mean, I guess, you know... Hopefully you never see the inside of a lifeboat if you're, you're going on a cruise or a boat. Um, but I guess... I, but that said, I sort of would quite like to go down the evacuation slide on an aircraft. Would you? Yes. Ideally, take your heels off first. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> obviously. Ideally in the safety of a training environment and not when I'm sort of in the Hudson or, mm. or something like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I guess, I guess it's similar to that. And Daisy would also like to learn how to do some knots. Yes. Yes, which is, which is nice.
0: So we leave Onslow and Daisy going off to, to find a lifeboat. Um, there's a quick hyacinth trying on a different outfit scene and then it cuts to Onslow who by this point is up a ladder and he's having a pier inside the lifeboat. Yes. Um, And the ship's officer, Tony, he gets called away by a member of staff. So he has to leave Onslow and Daisy. Onslow's at the bottom of the ladder. Daisy's at the bottom of the ladder. Onslow is up the ladder looking into the boat. And, of course, Hyacinth and Richard, they are having a little look around. In another outfit. In another outfit. And there is this marvellous moment where Hyacinth opens the door and to her horror sees Onslow climbing out of what she assumes. Climbing,
1: Descending the ladder.
0: Climbing out of the lifeboat and coming down the ladder. Um And she shuts the door, and there's a moment where she's kind of... She's she's clutching her, her throat, isn't she? Because mm. she's struggling to breathe. She's so horrified. My own sister, a stowaway.
1: It's a lovely example, and, and many comedies use this, of just sort of like crossed wires, where you see one thing and you think one thing, but actually that's not not what is what is happening a bit like an iceberg that's right growlers a growler yes called where you sort of you only see a little bit of it but actually under the surface there's the context of what you're seeing and it of course provides for the the rest of the comedy uh in the episode
0: oh oh that's probably lord lichfield accepting my invitation to a nautical buffet
1: we'll be back in a moment.
0: Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: Welcome back, Bucketheads. It's part two of the second episode of our special sea fever analysis of the 1993 Christmas special episode of Keeping Up Appearances. And we've just scene that hyacinth has discovered that daisy and onslow are on board and she concludes their stowaways
0: oh the shame richard the shame it's onslow and daisy they're here they must have stowed away exactly because why else would they be on the on the boat immediately they've stowed away in a lifeboat They're
1: climbing out of the lifeboat. They've tried to bag themselves a free holiday. She does sort of slightly compliment her sister and brother-in-law in in that they're actually dressed reasonably nicely, or Mm. words to that effect, she says. Mm. You've seen Onslow most of the time. The horses dress better than Onslow, (laughs) as she says. And she assumes that they're not actually in the luxury cabin that we then see very shortly, but they're probably hidden away in some forgotten corner of the bilges. Yes, Cut to. Onslow and Daisy. And this I presume was
0: not a set. This was on board. As you can
1: see, as Daisy's sitting on that sofa, you can see the sort of the lifeboat um well, the scaffolding, I don't know what the term is, sort of holding up the lifeboat. So I assume and this is only a very quick shot, they probably could have filmed this on board.
0: And Onslow's lying in bed, drinking a glass of champers. They've clearly been given a luxury executive suite.
1: Yes, which is lovely. And then, of course, Daisy announces that she's brought the black negligee. Oh, yes. Yes, and starts to get fresh again and lies on the bed across Onslow. And again, it's a great line of Onslow. Now I know what they mean by those in peril on the sea. It's so dry. (laughs) I think it's an excellent line. We must find them and hide them. Back to the other cabin, the lesser cabin, that Hyacinth and Richard are in. And Richard is going to have to pay their fares. Particularly Daisy's fares. Yeah.
0: Because it's embarrassing. Yeah. So... We must go and find them, and then we'll, we'll hide them in our cabin and pay the fares.
1: Which I'm sure Richard would be delighted about. <laughs>
0: yes. They need to go and find them first, though. And, of course, what is necessary when going to find stowaways?
1: A disguise. disguise. Yeah. There must
0: be no publicity, dear. It would decimate attendance at my candlelight suppers and Sheridan would be appalled. Now look, disguise yourself, dear. We have work to do.
1: Obviously what comes next is probably the best bit in the entire episode. And actually, as soon as we finish recording this episode... We are going to recreate it. We're going to recreate it. We have gone to some lengths online to try and find similar outfits. I mean, it started with us trying to find identical outfits.
0: We've realised that there are very few 1990s genuine shell suits still for sale. Yes. Certainly in burgundy.
1: Yeah, well that's the thing, you've got to get the colour right. Yeah. Hyacinth was wearing a head, you know the brand Head? Yes. Yeah, hers was Head. I don't know why she had that in her possession, let right. alone packed it on board the ship. <laughs> I do also like the fact that she's wearing a very colour, polka dot blouse underneath, so not all patchwork. Blouse with her string of pearls.
0: It's the it's the dress that she wears the first time she appears from the cabin.
1: Ah, okay. And mm. she's wearing that underneath. And I
0: recognise it because my grandmother had exactly the same dress.
1: Did she? <laughs> yeah. Oh, amazing. She I love it. And also, the weirdest thing, and we haven't been able to find this item, and you'll be wearing this when you jog around, is the Minnesota Vikings purple baseball cap. Yes. Does, why does Hyacinth have a Minnesota Vikings baseball It's just so random. It is. Maybe maybe they went to Minnesota on holiday, although I can't imagine how, of all the places in America, if you're going to go choosing Minnesota, mm. but she's got that. Richard's got his green, I think it's Nike, is what he was wearing. Mine, I'm afraid, is not Nike. It's something very similar, similar in colour. With a sweatband. Yep, on his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, because everybody accepts joggers.
0: Yes, they do. Yes. Nobody will notice. Although, actually, when they do jog if you look, quite a lot of the people on board the ship, because, of course, this is the other thing that becomes apparent from the Harold Snow book. They didn't use extras. Everyone that appears in this episode, they were genuinely on holiday. Yes. And they were written to. He wrote to everybody on board and said, you know, just to let you know, we are going to be filming an episode of Keeping Up Appearances. Um, please try not to wave or to do anything like that, but do react naturally. So if you see Hyacinth and Richard behaving mm. in a way that you find surprising... yeah you can react perfectly naturally. And if you look in the background when they're jogging, quite a number of people are laughing and turning around and pointing at them.
1: Yes. Which I do think is genuine because if if we were there as a guess, and you've got two sort of middle middle-aged that's been kind, but <laughs> elderly people jogging through, you would you would laugh and point mm. probably. Well we'll see whether anyone laughs and points at us after this. Yes, which would be lovely. And as they're sort of going through the ship and, and the, one of the great highlights for me, being on board, is sort of suddenly turning a corner and going, oh, my God, this is where this happened. Yes. Uh, in the, in the uh, It's not called in the Queen's Room. There's the Queen's Grill and the Queen's Room. Uh, in the Queen's Room on a lower deck, uh, which is a sort of a conference space now, and you can hire it. There was a wedding in there yesterday. Mm. Um, there is Lord Litchfield, who, as we know from the book, was on board as a speaker. Mm-hmm. As often these ships have sort of guest speakers discussing art, photography, yes. photography. Mm. Yes, he was a queen's cousin, but uh, a keen photographer, and sort of they sort of said, "Oh, would you like to be, you know, involved and just do this?" No, thank you. Line that he does when Hyacinth pulls down his newspaper, and interestingly, again from the book, on board. Also, for a short period of time, not as long as Lord Lichfield, was Prince Edward, the, the now Duke of Edinburgh. Uh, but at the time, Earl of... In fact, no, he wouldn't have been Earl of Wessex at the time because he was not married to, to Sophie Rhys-Jones, but he became the Earl of Wessex, now the Duke of Edinburgh. He was on board. He was asked, would you like a cameo? But it was a no. Potentially one of the biggest... Mistakes, mistakes of mistakes. his life. Yes. Forget the abdication <laughs> crisis. Forget Mexit. <laughs> It was Prince Edward saying no to being involved in keeping up appearances.
0: There are various moments in the jogging uh, scene, really. We have uh, the piano bit Mm. where Richard falls on the piano. There's the big dong of the bell. When uh, Hyacinth runs up to it. the jigsaw, yes, we have found the exact moment where the jigsaw takes place. The exact that, spot. Yeah. There is no, there's no, no jigsaw. jigsaw. No.
1: There's a lovely portrait of a painting of the queen, but mm-hmm. not, uh, not no jigsaw. They've removed the jigsaw. Can yeah. you believe it? Uh, and they, and then Hyacinth goes running through the shopping arcade, and the shopping arcade does still exist, although there aren't any shops in there at the moment. And Hyacinth gets distracted uh, by does. shopping, <laughs> and obviously Richard's pulling. Her. Richard actually seems at that point quite committed to the search. Distracting Hyacinth from from the jogging, um, and again there is as they're jogging through one of the restaurants, the first class restaurant. And remember, Richard, this is where we'll be dining at the captain's table. Yes, it's so lovely. The cutlery we have the them banging into the lady who's carrying the cutlery. That goes for a
0: Burton. There's the drinking it of what? The, what? What?
1: What did you just say?
0: Goes for a Burton. What does that mean? Goes for a Burton means falls over, just collapses. Is it cotton your eye? laying? I don't know goes for a burton yeah it goes for a burton have you never heard that before
1: hmm, what a weird heart for just saying you're bringing in
0: <laughs> the orange juice drinking scene yes hyacinth needs some refreshment then richard tries to get it but she snatches it off him we haven't got time for that dear no and off they go
1: jogging again through what is now called the lido restaurant which is where you have breakfast oh we yes had our lovely breakfast we've had
0: a very exclusive breakfast here it's been beautiful lovely coffee
1: Yes, good omelette. Yes, well. very quick. They're very quick at making. And
0: omelets. surprisingly, the turkey bacon, mm. because there's no pork bacon here in Dubai, of course. Yep. turkey bacon,
1: very pleasant. Do you like it? I haven't had any. No. I've had my chicken sausages. They're very nice. Yeah, um, but yes, they they jog through there down the side through the restaurant and continue, um, and it's and then they also go past the cinema as well. They do, and the uh, as we know from the book, but also I mean I detected it even. Without the book, the film that's showing is not a n- real film. It's the same film that they, as we've talked about in the earlier series of our podcast, that they sort of filmed especially for Onslow's television yes. to get round the rights, uh, mo- you know, the rights issues. So it's that, that da- 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 da horror music yeah. thing. Finally, they
0: arrive uh, at the captain's cocktail party.
1: Yes outside and mm. Hyacinth opens the door to just peep in to see if they're in there and they are of course they're there but they're there looking terribly smart looking even less like stowaways yes
0: and they're chatting to the captain yes at the his actual captain party
1: and again we know from the book that uh, a lot of the, the guests who became extras of the show were sort of asked if they'd like to be involved even more could they dress up in their in their black tie for for the, for the purposes of the filming, uh, even though it was lunchtime, Onslow's in a white dinner jacket. He now, is, isn't Do he? you know the difference between a white, other than the colour? No, but I knew you'd have things to say about this. So, white dinner jackets, or off white really, are absolutely fine, and they're designed for hot climates. Hmm. So, the Caribbean, uh, African countries, anywhere hot, you know, Surrey. I
0: wish I'd known that at my brother's wedding.
1: Did you wear a white one? So
0: my brother got married in Poland, because my sister-in-law is Polish, and it was 42 degrees on the day of their ah. wedding.
1: Oh, and we were in a black one. And
0: I was in a dark navy blue suit. Ah, yes. That, and you will know what I'm talking about when I say this. In fact, all men will know what I'm talking about when I say this. It got to a point where I realised it was too late to take the jacket
1: off. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: So it had to stay on.
1: I think often, I. that's why I always like to keep my jacket on, because I... If I do get hot, right? oh. it's just it's just better to have your modesty yes. than look mm. look awful. But yes, onso's in a white one, which is fine, because it obviously reflects the heat uh, better than black, which absorbs the heat. So that's why he's in that. So if you're in a hot country, wear one. If you're in a cold country, don't, uh, basically, is my advice on <laughs> that. And we then see Hyacinth clearly has tried to break into the party to talk to her sister in all, but has been very quickly removed. Yes, and when they arrive in
0: back cabin. in the room, it um, she's quite furious that they
1: were escorted out. And it's because they didn't look like they were eligible for the captain's cocktail party because they were dressed in their disguises. Like joggers. Yes. It would have been the perfect setting for my pink two-piece with the magazine brooch. And then, as she says, diplomatic manoeuvres need to be at play. Uh, in order to, to sort of extricate Daisy Onslow from this drama. And I love the fact she thinks we'll explain everything to the captain and then I'll host a concert for him and it'll all be fine. <laughs> yes. As if, oh yeah, fine, this this random woman did some, did some songs for me, it's okay. They need to change again. And this time, when
0: Hyacinth and Richard appear, Hyacinth, for the first time ever in Keeping Up Appearances, genuinely, I think... Looks lovely.
1: She looks really lovely. It fits her beauty. I mean, actually, all the clothes fit her. Yeah. Uh, But it just, it's hanging very nice. It's very classic. Yeah. You said she looks a bit like... She looks like Rita
0: Fairclough in Coronation Street. Yeah. Is that Barbara Knox? Yes, Yes. it is.
1: And um, I think, my hunch, again, I'd love to ask this to Dame Patricia. I wonder if that was a Dame Patricia outfit. Obviously, Dame Patricia's hair is not quite as sort of always blown out as Hyacinth was. But it's sort of Hyacinth's hair, and I'm fairly convinced that's a Dame Patricia outfit, mm. a Pat Routledge original. Maybe. And it's it's, it's it's a great outfit. Do you
0: think they'd run out of costumes, then, for her to wear? Yes, maybe. So they or, said, have you got anything you could wear yourself, Pat, that you've brought with you?
1: Yes. Yeah, or, or maybe, you know, sometimes people can be they've get a bit devery and thinking no I'll just wear this you can do the scene like this oh i don't know who knows we'd have to ask wow. him continuing a the theme they get shooed out of the first class restaurant yes. and told such a slap in the face you're in the Mauritania restaurant. Yes,
0: or as I keep calling it, the moratorium.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, off, after that, they then see Daisy and Onslow be escorted to the captain's table to the yes, two vacant Yes, she says,
0: well, there's a couple of spaces there next to the captain. I'm afraid they're reserved. For
1: the captain's guests. For the captain's
0: guests. At which point, Onslow and Daisy appear, and a higher by this point is she's furious. Mm-hmm. She's confused and furious. What are they doing? How have they managed to get themselves on the captain's table? That's what she's thinking.
1: We're back in the cabin for the last time in the episode. Hyacinth learns from Richard that Onslow and Daisy are there officially. They've won first prize in a newspaper competition. And Hyacinth looks extremely put out.
0: Yes, as Richard describes all of the various things that they have uh hyacinth has to put her hands over her ears all right all right all right she can't bear it the thought that they have got all of the things that she assumed she would naturally be given because of her
1: celebrity status yes i mean she's hardly in squalor no (laughs) herself she's got she's got a very nice cabin as it is at least and also she's above above sea level i mean you don't want one of the ones below below are there rooms below sea well the staff ones yeah oh yes yeah can you imagine No you're claustrophobic, really well are you claustrophobic. well you're f- what phobic are you?
0: no, i I have a phobia of heights, yes, so I when we went up to the bridge earlier, i didn't want to get too close to the edge, no, in case I threw myself to
1: my death, a bridge too far <laughs> yeah. anyway, we then cut to the dance floor, the grand the, finale, yes, in the grand lounge, mm-hmm. as it's still called, and we see Hyacinth and, and Richard sort of sitting on the outer. Uh, part of the of the grand lounge Hyacinth's got a cocktail She has got Did a cocktail yes. I don't know if you Other than the Dowager Lady Ursula's Homemade gooseberry wine Which we get in series 5 mm. I don't think you actually see Hyacinth with alcohol No So it's very odd I mean it may not have been alcohol. It could have been a mocktail But it was sitting there And again it looks like It's like holiday Hyacinth Although she hasn't touched it No she hasn't Because she's not in the mood
0: No she's sulking
1: Yes As you would and to be fair, the sort of the, the transformation, She's, and she does do the right thing in that moment, and she, she clearly thinks, if you can't beat him, join them, in order to get her sort of her moment. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, it's a close up on Richard, we, we cut back to the two shot, Hyacinth's gone. Where has she gone?
0: Now, Onslow and Daisy
1: have been invited as the, as the competition winners to do a dance. If you listen to the compare. Uh, and he presumably that was the compare of the actual ship, oh, maybe yeah. doing his mm. thing. If you listen to that recording, because I was watching it with headphones uh, last on on the plane on the way over, just to to watch bits, you can hear the sound recordist heavy breathing. Really? Yeah, like close up to where the the camera clearly is. You can hear. I know that's rich coming from me and my noisy nostrils. It's a bit like
0: you when you <laughs> filmed me doing stop the ship. <laughs> And all you can hear is you wheezing. Well, that
1: was actually a, a, a sort of a, an homage to this scene, <laughs> really. <laughs> Which very few people will have got, Jonathan. It was obviously on purpose. But if you listen to it again, you can hear, that, especially with headphones, you can hear the noisy breathing. He invites them to come on down and put on a happy face. And they, they clearly, Onzo does not want to dance. I think is probably a bit more into it.
0: And in the Harold Snow book... Uh, he says that the the problem they established at that point was that neither Clive Swift nor Jeffrey Hughes, who played Onslow, neither of them could dance. No. And so um my sister Daisy and Hyacinth were worried about whether or not they would be able to pull that scene off. Mm. And they basically told Onslow and Richard that they just kind of stand there and move their arms about. Yes. And Daisy and Hyacinth will make it look like they're dancing.
1: Yeah. And it works beautifully. And then, of course, Hyacinth does the excuse me to Daisy and starts to dance with Onslow. Yes.
0: Because she wants to muscle in on this and she wants to, you know, get a little bit of the action, their
1: first-class competition-winning action. And then, again, a phenomenal line. Arguably, maybe. Is it the best line in the entire episode? Definitely one of them. Onslow. And it's it's also very... Sorry to mention him again. It's very Jordan north I can I can say I can hear Jordan. It was very northern, I, It's very fitting of Onslow to say this. And the line is
0: This person chap came up to the cabin and said we're on the captain's table. I'm a blimey. I mean, you win a competition, you get a luxury
1: cruise, and then they expect you to eat with the crew. I love it. It's, it's just great. such a lovely line.
0: It is. And the music then hots up. Yes. And rock and roll rock around the clock starts and it's presumably an improvised scene. Yes, and Hyacinth and Onslow then do a dance routine to "Rock Around the Clock" and cue the end credits. It's a
1: wonderful end to a wonderful episode. And we don't see the candelabra and the table setting; we just see them continuing to dance yeah. into the uh, the cruise uh, on on the sea at sunset. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah.
0: And the people who were having their holiday on the QE2, those that got involved must have had the time of their you life. You cannot
1: pay for that. No, but wonderful. The, it just, I would have loved to have been there.
0: And interestingly, since we've been messaging on Twitter and things like that, that we're on board mm. the QE2, we've even been contacted by one gentleman who said that his grandmother was on board and we went and found the exact moment where she appears in the background.
1: Yeah, behind Hyacinth and Richard, just as they're being kicked out of the first-class restaurant. (laughs) It's lovely. Well, this has been great. Hasn't it? What a wonderful way to talk about our favourite episode of our favourite sitcom. It's been lovely. Of course, our next episode to discuss is the 1994 Christmas special, Angel Gabriel Blue. Because they didn't do a full series in 1994. They just did another Christmas special because of uh, Dame Patricia, or Patricia's, as she was then, availability. Now, of course, for that episode discussion, we will be doing that in front of a live, sold-out, Jonathan. Oh, yes. to the rafters. We're a sellout audience in London. We're like, take that. Yes. We're like, share. (laughs) Yes, just with a little more makeup. Uh, And uh, of course, if you are not joining us for that live in London, you will hear what happened then, probably heavily edited, soon after. Thank you to everyone who has made this trip possible. The QE2 Hotel, managed by Accor in Dubai. To British Airways, to JJ Thompson and Yasmin El-Nagar at Podcast Now and our friends at Audio Always. Yes, thank you so much. And if you want to keep up
0: with the bouquets, you can listen to William and me chatting through every episode of Series 1, 2, 3 and 4, as well as our behind-the-scenes Candelabra specials, Talking to the Vicar and Poor Demented Daisy. Remember, we're always in need of your help to let other people know about the world of Hyacinth Bouquet and our luxury podcast. No stairways, though, please. Invite them over for your selection of sung highlights from Rosemary. Tell them to listen to our luxury podcast instead. Enthuse them to death. But now... William, mm. get your dancing shoes on. It's time to set the ballroom alight. Goodbye, bucketheads. Goodbye. Bring me round, William. Oh,
1: do the split. Oh, ooh. <laughs>